Okay, we're going to do this in three, two, one. Hey, they said without the maestro that our live music efforts would fail. I'll let you decide because this is Sports Wednesday. Nice. Some live bassoon there. Nice. Thank you very much, Parkin. Well Here done, Parkin. Here's some money for you. Thanks for <laughs> First paid gig for my son, Parkin, on the bassoon. He's no longer an amateur. You no just killed his, amateur. You just killed his amateur status. So I absolutely did. <laughs> bassoon. Live bassoon, yeah. I, I tried to get him to come for the whole show, but he was like, sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, go figure. So that's okay, though. I got a couple spoons here. We can do that a little later. (laughs) Hello, everybody. This is Sports Wednesday, sports talk for the medium fan. I'm the big man on campus, Pete Brown, your host. Joining me from a bench beside his David Blatt memory garden is the coach, basketball legend Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm doing good. Just sitting in my garden, being all zen. This is is like a throwback episode. You know, we did our first two episodes. Maestro was on vacation in Hawaii, so we did those. And then he's been on every episode since then, and now he's on vacation again. And I got to ask, have you you gone back to listen to any of those? Like the first couple? The early ones? Yeah. Uh, They were so good that I decided I don't want to ruin my memory of them. (laughs) That's probably a good idea. (laughs) Like when we finished recording, I said, I'll put it out there, but let's not publicize this. <laughs> That's always a good sign, right? That's right. But uh, the maestro is uh, enjoying a cocktail uh, beside Lake Erie. He sent us a picture earlier. Yes. He'd probably want us to uh, to tell you to follow us on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. Um, you know, we have fifty eight followers, so we plused Ooh. one last week. That's that's progress. Over on Twitter, you can follow us at Sport Wednesday. That's Sport Singular Wednesday. Uh, we're up to 766. Actually, I'm, I'm happy with that because Twitter just did a huge purge of yeah. robot accounts, and uh, we did not lose any. That's amazing because I thought I mean, we were going to lose like half. Yeah, no, I know. Our followers are real people. I uh, I go out and try and find them and convince them to follow the show. Uh, I will tell you on my, my personal Twitter account, I lost 410. <laughs> I was oh like creeping up towards 2000 and suddenly I'm down around 1400. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a hefty loss. What can I say? The bots love me. The bots, they adore you. All right, let's get into this here. Coach, you did the show sheet. This is your second show sheet. I think it's getting better each time you do it. Act one, the sports dead zone. We're back to the dead zone. Um, and I thought we would talk to start off. We talk a little, a little baseball. The uh, All Star Game is being played as we speak. Uh, American League is winning two one. Um, but I thought I would talk a little bit about um, uh, just b- before we go into that. Yes, you know who who hit the first homer for the American League? I do, Aaron Judge. That's right, my pick for MVP. Yes, but you know who hit the yeah. second home run? Was Mike Trout? Yeah, which everybody loves Mike Trout. <laughs> I know they all love Mike Trout. I do. Okay, so but we're we want to talk trade deadline. July thirty first, baseball teams have to complete all their trades. This is this is a big topic for you, Coach, because every time we were breaking down a baseball team during our le- our division by division breakdown, you'd say 
this team's going to be selling at the deadline. This team's going to be buying. They have money. They don't have money. So this is this is really it. You're this you, is it. You, this is when if you're going for the World Series, you you double down and do it. This is it. So a lot of the things that I was saying before about the big teams, let's just go through. Well, let's just talk about let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Manny Machado is is the is the piece that everybody wants. And as far as reports say tonight, the deal is done. He's with the Orioles right he's now. He's with the right? Orioles, right. And he is illeg- he's having the best season of his career. So sure. f- the reports say that a deal is done, that it's basically going to go down to, I think, two teams. There were 12 teams that were interested. It's down to two teams. I think it's going to be the Dodgers. I think they have a deal already done. The Phillies would be the other team that they would go to. I okay. think if he goes to the Dodgers, that's going to be huge, huge for the Dodgers in the West. Yeah, so the Dodgers, they lost the World Series last year in game uh, seven, to Houston. Yes. Yeah, and they had the baseball's highest payroll. So they really feel like they're pretty close. The Phillies are a bit of a surprise to even right. be in, in contention, right? So I, I would be shocked if they pay the price for Machado. Now, the only thing that the Phillies have said all along is that regardless if they get him, they are going to push – they're going to move uh, heaven and hell to try to get him on the offseason because he's a free agent. It's basically a two-month sure. rental. So – yeah. If he gets there, maybe they can convince him. I don't know. But that would be huge. Um, yeah. But the, you could see them pursuing him, even if he goes to the Dodgers, absolutely. the Phillies. Next year, they, they are looking well positioned for. Right. I mean, they're, they're a year and a half ahead of, of the schedule that I think they were, they were thinking. I think they were thinking they were two years away. Apparently, they are, they are ready now. Um, yeah. The other surprise that, uh, that I'd mentioned before that I've – basically learned and, and, and seen the news reports is the Cubs are pretty much going to stand pat, which really surprises me. Um, they are not going to be going for like, they got out of the Machado thing quick. Um, they may pick wait, some wait people. Wait a second, coach. Yeah, I know. This pause is where I'm dropping in you three episodes ago saying the Cubs <laughs> have money and they're going to go for it. The Cubs ease. They are, they're not doing great now. They've lost seven out of 10, but they're still only two and a half back. And they're like, I've said the whole time, they're going to spend big money at the trade deadline. (laughs) Sorry, man. I got to do it. You have to do it. Uh, Yeah. So, so, well, the Cubs are two and a half up 55 and 38. Do you think that they think that they can compete with LA? Yeah, I think that they think that their offense right now is better than LA's, but if they get Machado, I, I think it's going to be pretty evened up. The problem with Cubs, the Cubs is the fact that they, they've got huge, hugely bad contracts that they can't get away from. The U Darvish yeah. thing is going to be an albatross for them. That's why I don't think they're going all in because they gave him a King's ransom Hugh, to come here. Hugh, Hugh Darvish, Dar- who he played uh, Wolverine, right, in the movies? <laughs> yes. yes, and he still has the claws that come out. That's why he pitches so nastily. So let me say this about the Cubs. Uh, first of all, they've won seven out of their last 10. So their run differential is plus 114, biggest in, in, biggest in the National League. The Dodgers are next at plus 82. So I can see why they're thinking their offense does it, but what do we know about October baseball? You got to have pitching. And, and, right. and they're gonna, I think they're going to be in trouble. I, 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 I don't see where they're going to get a, even a second pitcher. I mean, Kyle Hendrickson is plays for the Cubs, and they've got John Lester, who's pitching great. But John Lester, if that's your ace, I'd be a little nervous. Doesn't John Lester sound like a serial killer name? <laughs> yes, John Lester. I don't know why. The serial killer, John Lester. Sorry, John Lester. Do you want to come on the show now and defend <laughs> 
<laughs> so oh. let me, I want to ask you this coach. Are, are the Indians going to make a move? Their bullpen is a mess. Yes. And they, they will make a move. I, I, I believe it'll be Zach Britton, uh, which is another Baltimore Oriole or, um, if they don't go for a big name on the uh, actual deadline, the Indians are well known for what they call the waiver wire. It's basically it's yeah. the trade deadline after the trade deadline. So you can pick guys up yeah. as long as they get through the waivers. Um, and they've done a lot of that before. So And Andrew Miller, who is their piece uh, pitch today yeah. uh, for in Columbus. Uh, Columbus. Yes, in Columbus. Yeah. He's on a rehab assignment here. That's why I want to go uh, want to go to a game this week. Maybe Absolutely. So yeah, that's that's most of the noise that's coming from from the trade deadline. I'd say right now. I, I feel like even though Maestro's not here, we need to talk about Mustakis. Mustakis. Couple yeah, of teams interested in Mike. I think Mike Mustakis is like the the door prize if you don't get Manny Machado. And I, I'm gonna tell you, he he can hit a lot of home runs for you. He'll strike he out. Can rake. He, he can rake. So he can rake. It will be strike a Mustakis. Out. Saying, saying a player strikes out a lot doesn't even mean anything anymore. It, means, it doesn't mean in the squat. way that baseball is designed. No, so, it doesn't mean squat. You know, so. it'll be like, yeah, well, he takes a lot of at bats. Of course, he's going to strike out a lot. <laughs> it just happens. Very good. So, all right, it'll be interesting to see. We do have a couple more weeks, so we'll probably get to talk about this uh, next week and see if if these moves have come to pass. Yes, I am surprised by that decision by the Cubs because I feel like. They are the best team in the National League to challenge the Dodgers. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, I also think it's a mistake as well because a lot of their players, um, they're not going to be able to hold on to these these players for that long. They don't have control of these players. Yeah. And, and when you're in that window in baseball, you you have to go all in and whatever the consequences in your future, be damned. Because, I mean, ask the – I'll even say it, the Nationals – I think it was four or five years ago, Steven Strasburg was pitching out of his mind and he, it was his yeah. rookie year and they had him on a yeah. pitch count and they shut him down. They were the best team in baseball and didn't even get out of the first round. That was probably their yeah. best chance to win. Yeah. So, I mean, you got it. Baseball's fickle. You got to take your time. Well, and I know, I know I was just crowing about, about the Cubs run differential, but like compared to American league teams, they're like fourth or fifth, right? Yeah. The Astros <laughs> are at plus one eighty eight. The Red Sox plus one sixty three, the Yankees plus one thirty one, and of course the Indians at plus eighty two, hanging in there. Yeah, they're they're right there. Yeah. So, I I think you're right. I think, and I I don't even I think a lot of teams have a couple decent starters. I I feel like this postseason will be who has the best bullpen. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's yep. going to be how you match yes, it up and how sir. you use it. You, it's not just the the back end. It's not just the closer. It's going to be. It's going to be your left-hand specialist and your guy that eats innings from fifth to the seventh till you can get to your guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about baseball? You want to, you want to move on? No, I'm just, I love the second half. It's the, it's the best part of the season. Yeah, it is exciting here. Uh, August is always still a bit of a grind. You'll see yep. like if, if the Phillies were going to fade, I would predict and if they don't fade by August, then they're going to make the postseason, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's so. it's where the pretenders and contenders separate themselves. Still two to one in the All Star game. Joey Votto due up. Still a Cincinnati Red, despite coaches' counsel to train trade him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn them! We'll talk World Cup. I don't know if you can hear my voice. Is still I I, I absolutely blew it out during the World oh, Cup. Oh the, the, God! The they and, have to uh, hear it. You are playing that, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm dropping that in now. Hang oh on. Oh, my God. Goal! 
coming back from it it's so funny <laughs> uh, yesterday my voice was like at, at absolute zero today it's up to about a, a five out of ten but here's, um, here's what i want to say about that because i saw it yeah. as soon as you sent it is that every time i thought you were going to be done you held on and you held yeah. on and you did another yeah. one yeah very <laughs> impressed i was very impressed well, and here's the thing. Well, I'll save that for my final thought. But here's what I want to say about the game, because it was one of those games where it looked like Croatia was really going to be the better team. They were certainly on the attack more, controlling the ball more. But France is a counterattack team, and they, they oh, proved it. They totally proved uh, it. I will say this. I am glad they scored. France did their two goals in the second half, because those were both well-struck, well-done goals right and, you know the first two goals the first one was kind of ticky tacky because the guy took a dive and got a call mm. now granted Croatia's weakness is defending the set play which they proved that out in the first uh the first half by giving up a goal on a corner and a goal mm. on a well a handball on a corner that led to yes a penalty kick from like five feet out uh, it's there's no chance yeah but france man they have some young players mbappe he's going to be a He's going to be someone you're going to watch. Like I think we'll be talking about him the way we talk about Messi. Oh, and, and his name rolls off your tongue too. It's it's going to have he's, Mbappe. Mbappe. He's going to he's hit gold. Isn't isn't that a song by Hanson? Yes, Mbappe. Mbappe. Yep, that's it. I'll tell you, and uh, regular listeners to the show, by which I mean you and Maestro, uh, no, I've been picking Croatia every week. Uh, it was certainly, I've had a lot of fun following that team. Um, you know, and, and it was great just to see see a small country in there with population 4 million, basically two Columbuses, and uh, still able to make it to the World Cup final. Yeah, I mean, and, and the fact that, I mean, but there's 4 million people in all of yeah. Croatia. I mean, what yes. a what a total... David versus Goliath. Oh, I wanted them to win so bad. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, I enjoyed the world. I didn't think I was going to get into the World Cup, but the U.S. wasn't in it this year. It's in Russia. Lots of reasons why. And uh, I still I still caught the fever. <laughs> the f- I totally did. Without U.S., usually it takes, it takes the United States in there for me to even get in. And even if when they get knocked out, I'll pick another yeah. team. But without yeah. them being in there, yeah. it took Croatia. So in the past... In the past, when the U.S. has been in, uh, you know, like at Easton, they set up a giant TV screen and people go there all in their Uncle Sam hats. And I always go, I got to do that. And then I never go. <laughs> and now this year, they didn't make it. They didn't do it at and all. You, yeah. And you, so, only, but, you only have to wait four more years. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's four more years. That's literally, oh let's see, God. 50. So that's 208 podcasts of you telling me soccer is dead in America. <laughs> Oh man, that's going to be a lot, a lot of grief I'm going to take yeah. in four years. And just for the record, Joey Votto flied out to right, so the Reds should trade him uh, immediately. <laughs> take off okay, that Reds it says here on, on the show sheet it says Wimbledon. What is that? Is that table tennis? It is, is table tennis. It's table tennis, but they played outside on a giant court. Okay, 
Um, I could get into that. <laughs> you could totally it's like get pickleball. In. Yes. Um, so yeah, Wimbledon came. This is Maestro's Corner, but I figured we had to speak of it. The reason why I sure. put it on there um, was the semifinal between Eisner and Anderson. Uh, two, one guy is six ten, and the other guy was six eight. Anderson, or as Eisner was, uh, is an American, and they played for six hours and thirty six minutes. And in all Grand Slam fashion, um, the fifth set cannot finish, which normally happens in a tiebreaker, which means you both get six to six, and then you just play points, and you just have to yeah. win by two points. But you, here right. in Grand Slam, you got to win by two games, and they played. I think he won 25 to 23 in the final set. And the first three sets were six, seven, seven, six, six, seven. The last set was six, four. And they won 25 to 23. So they played over, if I do my math, that's 39, 49 plus 46 more games. So they played, oh my gosh, 95 games of tennis. Yeah. In six hours yeah. and thirty six minutes, and and it was so I I got I saw it on the phone. Uh, it was at that point it was twelve to twelve, and I sat there and watched <laughs> to twenty five to twenty three, and these guys were just. Wait, wait, were you watching the actual video on the phone, or were you just watching the score? No, I, I I got home and I actually watched the entire. I watched oh, okay. it on TV. I got um, and it was and it was it was it was some places it was good tennis, but these guys were just. Oh my God, they were so exhausted and just mentally drained. Like when when uh, Anderson won, he didn't cheer. He it was so classy. He didn't cheer. He didn't. I mean, he kind of was relieved. Went over immediately, shook his hand, gave him a hug, spoke some great words about because Eisner was also in before this match was in the longest match in Wimbledon at five hours and forty six minutes. So in two hmm. matches, Eisner has been he's played over twelve hours of tennis. Did, did you feel at any point like you wanted to shout quotes from any of the Rocky movies where they're like, it's just two heavyweights out there. It's a matter of who wants it more. <laughs> and I wanted Eisner to slug it away. go to his coach and say, cut me, Mick. Yeah, cut me. Cut me, Mick. So, yeah, uh, that's exciting that you got to see that. I did not. Uh, I do not have tennis alerts uh, configured on my phone. Maybe you ought to show me how to do <laughs> that. We'll have to do that. I would like to get into tennis. I think it's an appropriate sport for people our age to be playing, and I know oh, you and Maestro play. You absolutely like to, need to get into it. Apparently, people don't play racquetball anymore. No, there's no courts. I have no idea where I would play. There, I, I couldn't even remotely tell you where the closest court is. All right, so it's 2000. I'm, I'm predicting a big racquetball comeback in the 2020s. Okay, I want to be in on that. People will like find these pictures from the 80s and be like, who was Marty Hogan? Hmm. <laughs> Marty Hogan. You just made a Marty Hogan reference. I did. That is a deep Marty cut. Hogan. Yeah, so I'll tell you what. In the eighth grade, uh, one of our art projects was you. we did a Time Magazine cover, and you put a picture of yourself on it, and then you said what, what it was you were winning person of the year for. And my, mine, I drew a picture of myself in, in sunglasses because I couldn't draw eyes. And I wrote, Pete Brown, the next Marty Hogan. <laughs> did anybody <laughs> know it? That's going to be Times Person of the Year for for being really good at racquetball. Uh, yeah, like my friend Barshi knew it and like maybe another person. <laughs> but, you know, I think teachers in eighth grade, they're like, whatever, this is something the kids do. I don't know. Sounds good. Marty Hogan. Yeah. All right. So 
All right, so that's good. Uh, we're going to quickly touch on Logo Madness. I'm glad you put this on the show sheet because, to be honest, I forgot all about Logo Madness <laughs> this past week. It's just been a busy, busy time for me at work, as you guys know, so I haven't been hitting the social media as hard as I usually do. Um, but I did I did activate the finals. It is the Detroit Tigers versus the Kansas City Royals. Voting opened earlier today, and you have until next Tuesday at 9 o'clock to get, it, get your votes in. So uh, head to sportswednesday.com, hit our Logo Madness Link. Uh, since turning the voting on earlier today, the uh, Kansas City Royals have an early lead on the Detroit Tigers for best American League mascot. <sighs> Speaking of things I didn't think about this week, how about our fantasy team, Coach? What's what's the story? All right, so we've had we've had some mix up on. I think we're getting a little bit of uh, uh, fantasy lethargy with our with our managing of our teams. Uh, right now, a little bit. Right now, <laughs> this is this is this is the point in the year where I always fall off. On I know, and we're going to hold on. Baseball. We have to hold on. We we are sitting at the All Star break. We've taken a little bit of plunge. I ran the team last week and I got spanked, and we are now oh. in second place, but we're seven games back of first place now. That was your first, first uh, your loss. first time losing. I was. At, yeah. Oh, you should have seen the panic on Friday when I saw that we were losing. We were losing two to seven. Yeah. Um, and I tried to move people around. I, I scoured the wire, yeah. but I didn't want to panic and, and just get rid of people. And then we ended yeah. up losing one to eight. <laughs> oh my goodness! So at least you know it's zero zero now since no one's playing baseball. So this is a good week. That's right. Very good. And so uh, who takes over after the All Star break? I think Maestro. we're giving it to Maestro. So the order would be Maestro, you, me. Let's just that, that's the order, right? Yeah. Let's just do that order. So Maestro goes first. That's right. Let's do that. I. I Maestro's not here right now. As we know, he's drinking cocktails on the side of the lake. But uh, if he were here and and I suggested, hey, coach, uh, during August when we start to lose focus, you should totally feel empowered to step in and make moves, even though it's not your week. <laughs> I think he'd agree to that. All right. I, I think that's what we'll do. So, I think we're going to vote you some emergency powers just until September 15th. And then, <laughs> all right. I, we're going to call it the Sports Wednesday Fantasy Baseball Team Patriot Act. I will accept that role. Okay. No, you're supposed to be like Bruce Willis. You're like, do not give me this power. <laughs> From which movie? Uh, it's the one where they were blowing up buses. Willis movie where they're blowing up buses. Yeah, they're they're blowing up a bunch of buses, and so uh, Bruce Willis is like a colonel. So, so the people in charge of <laughs> the city say, "What should we do?" And he's like, "You should round up all of the Muslim people." And so he creates these giant. It's a. I don't think it was a winner at the box office. <laughs> this sounds. I'm 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 nervous just talking about it now. <laughs> okay, because this this movie. Sounds incredibly made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a real movie. Uh, All right, I believe man. you. Bruce Willis. It's okay. a Bruce Willis Willis vehicle where he says, "Don't give me. You shouldn't give me this power." And he blows up buses. All right, I'm going to Google search that. I, I believe it was the siege. There okay. it was. 1998. The siege. Oh, the siege. That had yes. um, another action star too, didn't it? Didn't it have? I believe. Didn't it have the it big? It has a the tall a guy, guy named. Uh, hang on, what what is yes. his name again? He does the the um, fighting, the siege. Am I missing this? Hang on here. The siege. 
Who's I'm in it? Find the cast. Give me the cast. I'm going to cut this down. It, it, it will sound totally like we know what we're talking about Good. here. Okay, the siege. Click on that there. Where's our cast? Denzel Washington. Yes. Yes. That's it. He is he is he the movie star that yes, you were thinking? Yes, of? that's the one. Bruce Willis plays General William Devereaux, and his partner is Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. Monk. Monk is in it because I remember Monk's in the FBI, and there's a point where he gets put into the camp, and they're like, "Come on, get out of there, Monk." Although his name's not Monk, he's like, "Nope, I got. I'm staying. This is with my people." Wow, that is that is some high yeah. siege knowledge you have. HSK. Yeah. Let me give you the. I'm going to give you the log line here. The secret U.S. abduction of a suspected terrorist leads to a wave of terrorist attacks in New York City, which leads to the declaration of martial law in New York City. All right, All right. that's right. Well done. Yes, I learned something today. All righty. Speaking of the siege, 1998 films. It's time for the talk about cancer. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, Coach, we are like 17 days away from riding in the Pelotonia oh. fundraiser for the James Cancer Center here in, in Ohio. How's your training going? Well, uh, Maestro and I rode on Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. How far did you guys go? We went... Uh, today. Today is technically Tuesday. It was last Tuesday. Was it last Tuesday or last okay. Wednesday? It wasn't this week. Didn't we do a show? No. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it might have, might have been Wednesday. I don't know when it was. When did you go riding? Because I saw that you sent us you sent us your alert while we were riding. I think I went Friday. Could have been Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Coach is a teacher, by the way. All summer long, he has no idea what day it we is. Rode, uh, we uh, rode over 14 miles. Nice. Yes. So I, I got to be honest here. With 17 days left, I don't think any of us are near ready. No. Near no, not even close. Ready. But... It'll it'll make it interesting. Yeah, but fundraising wise, you guys are doing well. I have not uh, done so well. So if you if you want to donate some money to fighting cancer, 100 percent of your donation goes to cancer research at the James. Head to sportswednesday.com, click on the link, the big man on campus link, and you can make a donation right there to Pelotonia. Now, uh, traditionally, coach, when we do our Pelotonia update, we also ask a cancer question, which is generally directed to Maestro, who was successfully treated for cancer at the James 2012, but you always have the option to steal. Okay. Yes. And I noticed on the show sheet, you're like, let's just punt on this. <laughs> I think I think the idea of you stealing a cancer question to make it funny was funnier when we talked about it than it's turned out to be in practice. It's absolutely true. <laughs> okay. But I do have a cancer question that is appropriate for you okay, to take. Okay, excellent. Okay, you ready? There is a drink that Maestro drank during his treatment, and which we now frequently drink at social gatherings. Yes. Called? An AML. The AML. Yes. Why is it called that? Well, AML is the type of uh, leukemia that uh, Hay Cat, correct? That's exactly right. Yes. It's acute myeloid leukemia. Yes. And... uh, on Friday afternoons, after his induction, while he was still being treated, I'd stop by, and uh, we'd sit in his garage, and we would drink. The, and here's, and I'm going to tell you what's in the drink, uh, because I think that's like the most compelling thing in today's show. <laughs> yes, I think so too. Right? Yes. Because Maestro texted us a picture of yeah. it, and AML has 
rye whiskey, which is important, ginger ale. Uh, it's on the rocks in a rocks glass, and then you can usually you can put a lime in there if you want. Some people will put an orange in there. Uh, I think it's it's basically an old fashioned, but with rye whiskey. Correct. And it's tasty. Oh, it's since I uh, since I've been drinking those, I've been drinking those with with uh, Hake and you, and yeah, they are they're my favorite drink for many reasons, but I, I enjoy those so much. Uh, what I like about them is, you know, you just don't smell like booze. So you can have them for breakfast. You can <laughs> have them for lunch before a big meeting. You know, I like to put one right beside uh, my bedside so I get up in the middle of the night, have a couple <laughs> sips. <laughs> yeah, but in the uh, in the promotional plate that I've made for tonight's show, I use that picture. That that it's a good picture. Oh, I, I got to tell you, I wanted to reach into that picture and grab it. Yeah, that's the official recipe. You heard it here first. And uh, if you make it and you like it, then why not donate to my Peloton? Oh, please do. Again, just <laughs> to sportswednesday.com. We've got links there all day. I'll tell you what, Coach, it's act two. I'm, I'm feeling like my voice is getting worse and oh, worse. Oh, I think it sounds glorious. It sounds rough and rugged and raw. Oh, man. Speaking of rough, rugged, and raw, can we have an Irish intro into act two? Well, we're going to go ahead and and make our way into Octu. Maestro's not here. He's drinking AMLs and other drinks on the side of a lake. We're sitting here in our cooped up rooms trying to come around and make this podcast interesting. So why don't you sit around and listen to Octu? Octu is going to be interesting because I like when you do the show sheets. You take all these ideas we talked about 18 months ago and you bring them back to life. I'm trying. So I'm calling this the big bucket of cards. Everyone, let's imagine that there's a big bucket sitting by Coach right now. There it is. It could be it could be a box, but we're gonna say it's a big <laughs> bucket and it's full. It is full of baseball cards from some time in the past. And and here's here's how this is supposed to work. Coach is gonna pull a card. First thing I'm gonna try and guess, he's gonna give me some clues. I'm gonna try and guess what card he pulled. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about that player. Uh, and then Big bucket, the big bucket of cards goes on pause while we try and see if we can reach out to that player and get him to come on the show for a future interview. Is That's that right? exactly what we're going to do. And if we don't get him on the show, I think in the process of researching him, we'll still get more details as to his story. That's the plan. I would like to see the one thing that intrigued me about this is that as we pull the card and we pull this name that I'm hoping that I've never heard of, um, if we can somehow find his story, because you and I know, and everybody that cares about baseball knows, it's freaking hard to get to the major leagues. It's really hard. Yep. And I just yep. think everybody has a story on how I they mean, got there. I did it. Oh, that was easy for you. You were a born athlete. Easy for me. Easy. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's it's not just hard, Coach. I mean, it's it's downright statistically ridiculously almost impossible. impossible. Right. Yes. It is of in out of all the professional sports because you have the minor league system. It's just a long haul, uh, and then once you get there, you might not be up there that yeah, long, right. But I think that every player probably has some pretty interesting. So that's why we can drop literally any player from the big bucket of cards, and and there's going to be a good story there, and we're going to get it either by talking to that person or by doing some research and figuring it out ourselves. Is I, that right? Uh, that's what my plan is. Okay, uh, now can you tell me before you draw from the big bucket of cards yes. around what years we're talking? Okay, so we're looking here um, in 1982. There's a lot of 1982 cards 1982. in here, so these are these are oh. 1982. Oh man! Oh, 
There could be some great cards in here. Please be. All right. First of all, my pre-pull <laughs> prediction is you're gonna you're gonna pull Jerry Don Gleaton <laughs> and Jerry Don Gleaton, Detroit Tigers. Jerry, you got now. If you pull that, you get everyone's gonna think that we. It, I, it, I should. I should. Sh- <laughs> if I pull Jerry Don Gleaton, I should. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you right now because this I'm going to is as true as people can believe me because I have a very trusting voice and I'm a teacher, so people should trust me. I am. That's this right. was not pre-planned. This we did not discuss. This not before. pre-planned. So if I, if I pull it, I'm going to tell you right now. The odds of me pulling that are going to be so slim. But if I pull it, and I don't care what Maestro says, I'm giving you two pull point or two points on the scoreboard right off the bat. Easy. Nice. All right. Okay. Fantastic. And uh, I should just remind folks, uh, we are not in the same location. We record this remotely. Uh, some people suggested like we should Skype so we can at least see each other and that might cut down on us interrupting each oh. other. But it just seems, it seems like a lot of extra work. It does seem like a lot of work and a lot of bandwidth. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So you are ready to pull a card from the big bucket of cards circa 1982. Yes. Is that correct? Uh, yes. All right. Here comes a draw. All right. All right, I have one. Got it. Hey. All right. So uh, the questions begin. Is it American League or National League? It is League? American League. Okay. Is it a pitcher? It is not. Okay. Is it a name that you know? I have never heard. I, I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> heard of this guy. This is exactly what I was looking for. Okay. That's going to make it tough. Uh, it is not a name I know. He is... Third baseman. Not an outfielder. No. Okay, so we, we have an American League infielder. Correct. All right. Is his team from the East or the West? He is West. All right. American League West infielder from 1982. 1982. Wayne Gross. Wayne Gross is incorrect. Damn. Who was it? His name is Mickey Klutz. Mickey, Mickey Klutz. Klutz. K-L- K-L-U-T-T-S. It could be Klutz, but we're going to call him Klutz. All right, man. That is a huge pull for the very first one. Mickey Klutz. That is amazing. Mickey Klutz, third baseman. Okay, so uh, first of all, describe the picture on the card for okay, me. Okay, so the picture is he is wearing the sweet yellow A's uniform, which I love, with their script A on yeah. the top. He has got a kind of a shaggy, almost mullet-like, dark, long, dark hair. Yeah. What do you think he has on his face if he plays for the A's? A uh, mustache. He's got a mustache. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> and he is getting ready. It looks like he's throwing the ball to first, but I, I'm pretty sure that the picture was taken out in the outfield. It's a, nice. It's a great Mickey Klutz. Okay, so can you tell me just from the card how many years Mickey Klutz ha- had played up till 1982? Wow. Okay. So Mickey Klutz had been in professional baseball since 72. He got a cup of coffee, played uh, 24 games for the A's in 79 and 80. Uh, In 80, he got 75 games. And then uh, in 81, he had 15 games. So in 82, Hmm. he was coming back. So this is a guy that didn't – he was not – he had to grind. Wow, he was yeah. all over the place. Johnson City, Syracuse. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Syracuse. Syracuse, baby. 
maybe Vancouver. Wow, this guy was all over the place. And, woo! Hit 24 home runs for the Syracuse Chiefs. That's who they are, the Syracuse Chiefs in 1976. That was his banner year. Still didn't get a call up in 77. Man, all right, Mickey Klutz. Okay, so I think that so that's good. We got Mickey Klutz out there. We'll look into him over the next week, and uh, we'll see if we can find him. Oh. See if we can get him on the show. If we can get him on the show, it might not happen by next week. But if no. we can't, like within two no. weeks, if we're not having any 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 success, we uh, we will just do a Mickey Klutz report. Sounds good. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if the the card tells you this or not, but if I'm remembering Mickey Klutz correctly, <laughs> his full name is. Gene Ellis Klutz. <laughs> Boy, you called it. You nailed it. I did not look that up on the internet at all. <laughs> Gene Ellis Klutz. Well, Coach, I saw once again you tried to sneak this thing off the show sheet. <laughs> I tried. You thought maybe with Maestro gone, you could slip it past me. No, it's the segment that refuses to die. What I consider to be the most compelling audio that we've ever created. <laughs> That's right. It's time for what hat are you wearing? Oh, Coach, are you wearing a hat? I am wearing a hat. All right. Is it a pro team hat? It is. A pro- is it a pro baseball team? It is. I'm going to say it's an Oakland A's hat. Oh, that would have been a great, great hat to what wear. Such a Mickey Klutz time. Oh. No, it is not an Oakland A's hat. It, what is it? It's 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 the tribe. It's the Cleveland Indians. It's a hat. Standard ac- black seat. Yes, it, and it's actually a hat that my mom. Yeah, <laughs> she has an embroidering machine, and she she made it for me. So I thought I'd wear it tonight. Your mom made you a hat. She made me a hat, and it's got a black seat on it. So it's basically it's a blue hat with the red black C that. Pat, Pat made on her own embroidery machine. Correct, but it is not blue with the red. It's like a, it's like a beige with the the red. It's an offshoot. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Pat made yeah. me a hat. Pat made me a hat. By the way, Pat, I believe was our fifty eighth Instagram follower. <laughs> God bless Pat Longley. Yep. So fantastic. I didn't know that your mom could do that. What what else does she embroider? Oh, sweaters. Uh, she's made quilts. She's she's getting into the t-shirt thing, which I, I, I'm I very intrigued by. Ah, interesting. Yes. Wow. All right. Yeah. So you have a, a custom Cleveland Indians Black Sea hat on. It is. That a cu- is tough to beat. <laughs> so I have a good question. You wearing a hat? I am wearing a hat tonight. Okay. So I'm guessing it's, I'm going to go with this and I, I think it's a pro baseball team. Okay, and it is a team. Is it a National League team? Nope. No. So you're wearing your a Yankees hat. Oh, man. No. No. Damn it. The clue to if I'm wearing a Yankees hat is if you hear gunmen here who are holding weapons up to my head. (laughs) I was so hoping you were going to say that. Good. Yeah, ugly mug. <laughs> I did have a Yankees hat from when I was a little kid. Uh, and then I was, you know, as you know, I was a big Roger Maris fan, but I left it actually at his graveside in Fargo, North Dakota, back in the mid 90s. What a great story. Fun story. Fun story. Fun story. Fun story. It's good to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> no, I am, I'm wearing a Cleveland Indians Block C 
but it is uh, not a custom Pat Longley. I didn't know those were available. It's just your standard dark blue with the red. See, I haven't worn it in a while, so I thought, hey, I'll put that one on today. It's time. Now, it, it does, is Cleveland hosting the All-Star Game next, next year? Next year they right? are, yes. Oh, and next year. that's another thing I wanted to mention, too. All right. In this set, there is a card in these 1982 cards. I haven't found it in a long time, but I do remember that in 1981 – the Indians hosted the All-Star Game. So there is a picture, there's a picture card of Municipal Stadium at the All-Star Game. It's a great nice. card. Great card. Nice. Well, I hope you find that and put it on Instagram. Oh, I'll find it. Once I dive in this rabbit hole of, of cards again, it's hard to get me back out. What if we have Mickey Klutz come on the show and he's so good that we fire a maestro and we just hire Klutz? <laughs> we call it the Klutz Pod. I love it. Yeah. Maestro's in trouble. By the way, the, yeah, the National League has uh, tied up the, the game here. Two to two now, going into the uh, bottom of the eighth. Oh, it's going to be a barn burner. Yep. They better not yeah, tie. Who is pitching now? Morton is pitching for the American League. Yes. Oh, and Story. Maestro's. Yes. There you go. All right. Oh, man, it's time for Hoopsters. The whole reason this podcast exists is because the generous support of the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. Oh, Coach is laughing, and it's because, inexplicably, we have yet to get Hoopsters to market. Uh, we have yet to break double digits on the Hoopsters email list. Uh, but darn it, we're still tier trying. I'm not giving up. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm taking Hoopsters to my grave. I'm not giving up. Did does Hank have? He does. Yes, he does. Ah, uh, nice. So, so that's that's our update for the week. Is we sent the one and only Hoopster set, currently valued at about thirty eight thousand dollars prototype on sale up to the lake where <laughs> Hank is drinking heavily. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they're all they're doing is drinking and playing Hoopsters. Yep, absolutely. So uh, we'll have some some update from Hank next week about how that went. Uh, but if you want to know when Hoopsters is is going to hit the market, head to hoopsters.store. Drop in your email address or go to sportswednesday.com and click on newsletter, and then uh, we'll sign you up. Again, the next four people to sign up will get a Magic 8-Ball pen, which will relieve you of the burden of making decisions in your life. Nice. How's the Magic 8-Ball pen working out for you? I use it a lot. My kids use it a lot. I think all our decisions in this household are made by that pen, so it's doing a great job. Okay, let's see if that helps. Okay, so that moves us on to Act 3. Should we do two Irish introductions? I mean, I feel like without the music, it's we should we should we're do losing it. Something. Yeah, we can do another one. Okay, all right, let's do it this way. You're you're gonna be an Irishman, yes. but like, uh, you're you're really <laughs> irritated and annoyed by the request to do this. <laughs> okay, I think I can do that. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. What is what is it? What is it you want me to do? Say something about Act Three. Jesus, without one man here, you make me do all the work. Let's just get this over with Act 3. That's pretty yeah. good. Got to get you into improv class there. Coach. Yeah, we should do that. All right. Uh, we're not updating the scoreboard this week because the All-Star Game is still going on. Still going on, right? So last week's scores, let me look at them. I got them right here. Are standing at Coach and BMOC both at 68 of 112, and Maestro at 
74 of 112. Now, Maestro missed a show, so that's a four-point penalty. <laughs> so that drops him down to 70. We are right there. So we're pretty close. Oh, I love this. Right there, man. Yes. Right. So, Maestro, if you agree, don't say anything. Excellent. Let me just All say, right. uh, on, top, on top of the fact that I have conce- conceivably lost Coach's audio for the first 33 minutes of the show... <laughs> Which means I'll put my audio in, and then I'll just go in and I'll plug my nose and do your audio for you. I'll be like, um, yeah, baseball's a part. I, I love, I love baseball. <laughs> um, it's last week's show where we did the the Mount Rushmore baseball villains. One of our best shows. Oh, really? Yeah, I. Think. Oh, I love that show. I mean, t- download wise, it, it performed well. It was, it was up there, but, but I just thought it was a really good show, and and this has just been a train wreck. <laughs> We did not <laughs> technical difficulties. It's like we're miss. It's we're riding on three wheels here. It peaked with the bassoon. Oh, we should have just ended it right there. That's right. All right, Act Three, the scoreboard. So that's where that's where we're standing right now. I know Coach and I both picked the American League to win. Uh, I picked Aaron Judge as my MVP pick. Who did you pick? I Coach? picked Jose Ramirez. O for two. So he's not. I don't think going to get it. Probably not. Now, in yeah, this game in 2-2, two, two, most likely the person that's going to win it is whoever gets the run that takes the lead. That's true. And let's see. And, and Aaron Judge is out of the Aaron game Judge, right so is uh, – and and Freeman, which was um, Maestro's pick, is out of the game too. So it looks like it's, we're all we're going to get is one point. All right. So I want to I want to jumble up the order a little bit. I want to go to corrections because you told me you had a correction for last Yes. Week. So we were talking about, uh, I was talking about flopping and I was talking about the Brazil national team and I said, oh yeah, there was their main uh, player. I said, Raldino. And I was way wrong. It wasn't Raldino, it's Neymar. Neymar is the one that was flopping all over the place during the World Cup. Had a hor- I mean, he's one of the stars in the world, but uh, his reputation took a major hit with his flopping. And specifically, if you go on the internet, you'll see uh, his rolling after he got slightly clipped and people have taken his role and made some very creative videos for it. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole on YouTube, look up Neymar roll and you'll find quite a few videos, but it was Neymar, not Raldino. So sorry, Raldino. Can I do that? All right. And you, that was a, that was a decent. Call. Yeah. I felt bad. I felt, I felt bad. bad. I felt bad. <laughs> One uh, one of our um, Instagram followers, as I was looking today, uh, is is a is a company called LBD Films. Correct. I know I know LBD and Films. It's these guys who make some pretty sick scooter films, <laughs> and I was I was excited to discover that. I'm like, all right, <laughs> he is way into it. You know, I, I I always get mad at my kid, like if he's just upstairs on YouTube on his phone for eight hours at a time, yes. you know, and I and I always say. If you're making an album or doing something like that, I, I'd be down with this. But all you're doing is watching. Oh. So more more power to LBD Films. I hope those scooter videos. Nice. I do too. All right. All right. Trivia says dealer's choice. Pick any category you want. I'm curious to see which way you I, I went. I went way off the beaten path. And I'm actually going to ask a golf question. Are you ready? All right, it's yep. going to be a golf question that you're going to be able to, you will be able to answer. I'm not going to, I know golf is okay. is right there in your wheelhouse, so I don't want to make it too easy for you. And it is right. So, okay. what? A birdie. Uh, yes. 
So here's the question. <laughs> On the PGA Tour, what do you think is the most strokes ever taken, officially scored, on a par four hole on the PGA Tour. So what's the most that a PGA player, most strokes a PGA player put on his scorecard on a par four? I'm going to guess 11. 11. Now, that would be correct if that was the year it occurred, but it did happen in 2011 at the Bolero Texas Open. A golfer named Kevin Na, 16 strokes on a par four. It took him 20 minutes to finish the hole. 16 wow. strokes. That must have been an epic oh. meltdown. What was his Kevin name? Kevin Nah. Kevin Nah. Yep. It was on the ninth hole okay. and 16 strokes took him 20 minutes. That That's unheard of. Do you want to try and get him? I would love show? to. What were you thinking in, in on stroke number 12? Well, th- the whole pitch, hey, do you want to come on our sports podcast? He'd be like, sure. What do you want to talk about? And I'd be like, you know what we want to talk about. <laughs> uh, 2011 Valero Open. Come on, Kevin. Oh, Ke- Kevin? Come on, Kevin, Kevin? Uh, you still there? <laughs> the 11. Well, actually, Coach, I have some data here that says in the 1911 Valero Open, a, a golfer named Nevin Todd actually <laughs> shot a 17 on the ninth hole. I, I, I didn't dig deep enough. I, I apologize. Didn't and I know you have huge that. Nevin okay. Ka knowledge. <laughs> and I I do. I just love uh, golf. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, I don't want to bring mine up because I, I, I went a little different direction. I thought Maestro's not here to hold us in check. So let's do a bunch of clues. Oh, God, I misread the situation. No, no worries. I think, and, and these are some good questions. Uh, actually, I forgot. I should put this on the promo slate too, because this will be fun. Cleveland. Indians oh, yes. Studio. Okay, so, so I even learned something. Oh, Indians Indi- we know is the fourth name the team has been known Correct. as since they were a major league franchise in 1901. So, what are the other three? The Naps, the Spiders, yep. and the Cleveland. I almost said something that was funny, but not appropriate. Uh, uh, we can always edit the it Cleveland. Out. <laughs> not the Cleveland Steamers, correct? Uh, nice. <laughs> um, no, but I oh, wish. Uh, so, so there was a team called the Cleveland Spiders, but they were a National League okay. team, and then they folded. Okay, so, 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 but, so they, the, the Indians were the Cleveland Bluebirds. Okay. 1901-1902, and then in 1902-1904, they were the Cleveland Broncos. How ironic is that? Then they were at, yeah, as you pointed out, they were the Naps named for Napoleon Lajoie from 1905 to 1914. The Bluebirds and the Broncos. All right. Yep. And uh, here's what's interesting, too. So they were originally a minor league team in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which I had no idea. No. Um, They were known as the Grand Rapids Rustlers until 1899. And then they came to Cleveland as a minor league team called the Cleveland Lake Shores. Oh, <laughs> okay. There's some serious brand Ooh, problems around the yes. turn of the 20th century there uh, before they became the, the, the pro team we now know as the Indians. I, okay, I ready? know nothing about their history. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. This was super interesting. 
Two players in all of Major League history have done okay. this. They've hit a grand slam on their first Major League at bat on their first Major League pitch. Oh. One of them was a Cleveland Indian from 2006. Oh. I think I know this. Is it Kuzumov? Yes. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Kuzumov. Kuzmanov. Yes. Hit a grand slam off Rangers pitcher Ed- Edinson Volquez. Yes, red On his first major league pitch. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like when you cross home plate, you pick up your bat, yep. you walk into the clubhouse, you walk down into the... And you retire. Because <laughs> yeah. that is ridiculous. Oh, man. Uh, the other person was uh, a Red Sox rookie named Daniel Nava. Daniel Nava. Who hit it in 2010. Mm. Wow, that was good. I, I thought you might get that one. Okay, we're going to go back a little further for yeah, this let's one. Do ready? It. Who did the Indians play in the 1948 World Series? Mm, 48. That would be the last time we actually won the World Series. Right, because I remember in 54, they played the Giants, which they lost. That's right. And, and we, we got, got swept. swept. Basic- 54, we set a record for wins in the American yes. League, and then we got swept. Um, and that was also... It's that goddamn dust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they played... God, was it the Philadelphia Athletics? That was a, such a guess. It was a that's a good guess in which you you picked a team and uh, a team name that they aren't anywhere. It, it was the Boston okay. Braves. The Boston, the Boston Braves. Braves. Forty eight. Very good. Yep. All right. I learned a lot. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you one. Yes, one last please thing. do. Okay. Last last Cleveland because I know God, God we could we could have just Indians. done a Cleveland Indians centric episode. What were we thinking? I, I know I did. I'm an idiot. <sighs> okay. The Indians were one of the first two teams to do spring training in Florida. Okay. I want you to na- name the other one. 1913, oh. by the way, was the year. First two teams to go to Florida for... And I will tell you this. Yeah, it's a National League team, and it's a team that's still around and still has the same name. Okay, same so, city. all right. I'm going to say it is the, oh boy, National League. Cincinnati Reds? Good guess. No, Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs. All right. Okay. So now looking at how trivia went, I uh, got that golf question right. So that was plus (laughs) three for me. You got a minus seven, and Maestro's not here again. So that's another minus four. So it looks you just like took I'm the lead, didn't you? The God, man, that is nice, nice. All right, coach, I think we're ready for it. Are yeah. you ready for it? Final, final thoughts. thoughts. All right, my final thought is pretty simple. Um, I uh, I don't know if anybody watched the home run derby last night, and and I'm not a huge fan of the home run derby. Like I like it. But all I could think of is how it's so much more compelling. And it last night's was great. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. The fans got into it. 
it's one of those things compared to like the dunk contest, which I, I truly believe they should just get rid of, let it sit on the shelf for 10 or 15 years and then bring it back. So it makes it interesting. But I just feel like home run derbies and in hitting home runs is always going to be there. And it also brought me back to when ESPN used to, used to have a show. It was, I think it was from the fifties or sixties yep. and they would get like Mickey yep. Mantle and all these guys. And they just did a show yep. called home run derby. And oh my God, that's right. I ate those up like they – I couldn't get enough of them. I was like, this is – because then yeah. the coolest thing about that show is that in between home runs, they would talk to these guys that – the only thing I knew about these guys That's was right. what my dad would tell me or uh, right. maybe I read – but to hear them talk and speak, these living legends, which most of them had passed away by then, was so cool. Yep. So that just kind of brought me down. That was like – yeah, that was like a weekly yes. show for years and they had a host and – in between, when the guy wasn't hitting home runs, he'd be in the dugout yes. smoking. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was so cool. And I, I think they probably shot those during spring yeah. training, or uh, maybe the off season. But it was, it was so cool. Yeah, like I, yeah. it made me think. I, 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 I I'm definitely going to get on YouTube and watch a couple episodes because it was, it was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, so last night uh, was Bryce Harper had the big comeback to win the home run derbies. That one yeah. was so compelling. And did you hear the that the Nationals yeah. had one dollar? I, I don't want to stick your final thought, but they had one dollar off for every home run he hits off tickets for the first oh, game yeah. back. So he hit forty five yeah. total. So tickets. Oh, gosh. So like, are people getting paid thirty five bucks to go to the game? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, they missed out on that one. Oh, they're going to have a packed house. So, I hope he, I hope that powers. I mean, I I thought the Nationals are going to be great. They're exactly at five hundred at the break in third place here. Uh, I I don't know if they're going well, to. Well, Strasburg is up. coming off. Uh, he is off the DL when they come back. So, getting him back is going to be huge. Yeah. So very. Oh, good. American oh, League just took the lead. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I would I would say this, Coach. I think like with Home Run Derby and with the dunk contest, you can't no. overthink it. And I think when they start just getting too cutesy with the scoring and they bring in celebrity judges and all that, it's like they're trying to like do something different each year. And I, I get that. But I'm telling you what, just do the contest. Right. Let it be compelling in and of its own self. Once you start to overthink it and get cutesy with stuff, it, it just it starts it starts to feel bogus, absolutely right. And I, I understand the whole thing's bogus, but when, when you can see the contrivance and it's presented right before you, you're like, oh man, I'm losing Absolutely. interest in this. Just let it be what it is. And it, 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 people will like it for what it is. You don't have to overplay it. You couldn't have said it better. Keep it simple and let the beauty of it play. Does, uh, does the NHL do anything? Uh, yeah, they have a skills competition, which I am actually in, uh, it's very intriguing. They do it the night before and they do like a fastest skater, um, mo- the hardest slap shots. That's actually very cool. I, I think they do one thing too, where, uh, you punch a guy <laughs> in the mouth and the number of teeth you knock out. They call it the chiclet contest. It's it's the enforcer <laughs> contest, right? <laughs> just like you got to keep yes, knocking teeth out. They have out. fans that that win the opportunity to be that person they punch. It's a great it's a great way to you know get fan involvement. All right, now now, coach, I know that I have just had my full movie knowledge on display tonight with what yes. with all the talk of the siege that I we've apparently oh, lost from the first half of the gold. show. Okay, but 
now I'm thinking of there was a Seth Rogen movie where his job was like outside of an NHL arena and he was like dressed up. I think he was dressed up as like a Philadelphia flyer and then people could take slap shots at him oh, or something. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Seth Rogen. I think it I think it's the movie like 50-50 maybe <sighs> and his friend had cancer. Oh, yes. Yes, is it right? Who's this? Oh, yes, Ed, Ed Norton. Ed Norton, or Ed Norton? is it? No, no, no. It's no, the guy no. from. Um, oh, he's uh, <laughs> Gordon. Young yes, Gordon. from Batman: The Last Batman. With um, yes, oh, love it, love it, Gordon Levitt. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You. Wow, you got you are definitely pulling out these yeah. deep cut movies. I understand, but but my point is. Like I've been to a bunch of Blue Jackets games, and there's never that there. And I think that I would, would be a great absolutely thing. pay for that. I'd go to the games just for a chance. You know, I'd pay a buck to take a slap shot at at a Pittsburgh oh. Penguins guy or a Detroit one. I'd pay mint for that. And I think I think I think it'd be a good job. Oh for yeah, me. I'd just be there. You're good at that. That's right. Okay, so uh, coach, my final thought is is about uh, World okay. Cup soccer. Yeah, I thought it was okay. <laughs> you know, I wanted I wanted my final thought to be about how how I got, how I, I got swept up in it, even though the U.S. wasn't involved. But I totally already said that <laughs> during did. the segment. And you know, you even said in the middle of that segment, was like, "Well, I'll finish that during my final thought." But you said it anyway. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm sitting here trying to think, like, what was the thought I was going to finish. Okay, here, here's what it is. It's that when you watch a basketball game or a football game, you're kind of cheering off and on the whole game, right? First down, yay, or, uh, you know, three, woo. But in soccer, it's like you're quiet for long stretches at a time. You know, it's just the tension builds and builds so that when you score that goal, you erupt like a volcano, and it's like you keep shouting, because you don't know if you're going to get to do it again. One nil is super common score, right? And uh, and so, you know, when I was shouting like that during the World Cup, I was like, how many more times in my life will Croatia make the finals of the World Cup? And, and I'll be watching and they'll score a goal. So it's just that long, that long build and then the explosion. And and I think it I just think that that's a unique experience in the world of sport. So my final thought is is to start writing down a couple of final thoughts. So I got one was, left here. That was smart. That would be smart. Always have one in the chamber. Before we do that, is there yes. anything else on the on this recording we need to do? No, I think we're good. That means you can pat your David Blatt bobblehead on the head and head to bed. Sports Wednesday is done. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's sport with no S, 
Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.